afternoon. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Solidify. I have two most amazing, beautiful souls joining me today, and I really believe that you guys will be blessed. Um, introduce yourselves. You gotta go first. Well, <laughs> um, I'm Angela Saint. Um, I am a sing- singer, songwriter, worship leader, entrepreneur. I have a business that I just released, mm-hmm. um, Inspired to Inspire. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and the voice you're hearing is Lena. Um, I am a featured therapist. I am a human. Yes. <laughs> I have feelings. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> So on today's topic, we want to discuss um, something that I find um, very important to talk about because I feel like um, you always hear people talk about, you know, experiencing a heartbreak, but you don't necessarily hear someone tell us how they've gotten over a heartbreak, you know, or how they've allowed God to, let me just say this, how they've allowed God you know, to get them through Mm -hmm. a heartbreak. Because clearly when we do it on our own, it don't really work Mm -hmm. the way we intended it for, Mm -hmm. you know? So I just want to start the conversation um, by kind of getting you guys' story on how you've experienced heartbreak and how God kind of brought you out of this. Anyone can go first. Lena, go ahead and go first, because Angie ain't going first. (laughs) Okay. Um... It's all right. Yes. You better have me speak on these people. Yes. <laughs> on today. <laughs> no. Um, I'm just trying to go back to that place I was when I first got the message that you wanted us to speak on this particular subject. Because as open as I tend to be in a closed setting, it's, it's different doing this where I know other people will be on the receiving end of this. And it's like, okay, dude, how vulnerable, how transparent do I want to be? But when you told me, hey, talk about overcoming heartbreak, I had to look at both sides of the spectrum because we're so used to hearing about dating and the heartbreak that comes from being with somebody, whether it's been two days or two years, whatever the case may be. We always hear about that. But I was juggling between which one hurt more for me. Mm. Was it the heartbreak I experienced from a really, really toxic relationship that broke me? Or was it the heartbreak I experienced from the friends that should have been there that never supported me to begin with? Wow. Or the fact that they were both happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. The time that I needed, hey, my man wasn't who he was supposed to be, but also my friends weren't as well. And... Just, like, I'm literally going back to that night where you text me, and I'm like, wow, I've... You don't really understand how much you've been through with the aspect of heartbreak until someone asks you about it. Mm -hmm. And not just anybody. Mm -hmm. God knew it had to be Lila to ask me about it, because I'd be like, oh, well, you know, it happened, and that's it. But to sit there and reflect on how, how low I was, to reflect on how he broke me, how I became this really negative, this really toxic person, this really, like, depression was real, man. Depression was real. I, I'd i be lying if I said suicidal wasn't in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't contemplate, like, this, this is a lot. And it wasn't because I 
didn't want to live anymore. I just didn't want to live with this pain anymore. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out how to make it stop. Mm -hmm. Because again, the man that I cared for and I became absolutely nothing for wasn't here. And the friends that I depended on and I wanted to be there also wasn't here. Couldn't really talk to my parents about this because, first of all, we Haitian. We don't disclose everything to our mm-hmm. Haitian parents. Mm-hmm. And even the church people that you have, that you that you swear and you hope are praying for you, you come to find out they're also talking about you. Mm-hmm. So you're in this position where you're isolated and it's, it's lonely. Mm-hmm. And you get to the point where you're like, you get to the point where you're like, okay, what am I really doing here? Mm. Why am I here? And why did a loving God allow this to happen to me? Ah. I get it. We didn't have the best relationship, God. Mm-hmm. I get it. I wasn't like your typical Christian. God, I know I cussed you out a couple times. <laughs> but why was it okay for me to go through this route? Why was it okay for me to be abused by somebody? Why was it okay for me to be hit on? Spit on. Wow. Girl. Wow. You ever had somebody spit on you? Never. I would have been in jail, but go ahead. Mm. The fact that they're still living wow. lets me know there is a... Wow. But no, wow. to have somebody physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually kill everything mm-hmm. that you are, it hurts. And I know prior to this particular individual and prior to this situation, I would look at certain people and question how did they let themselves get to that point. I would question how you would let a man who's not even your husband, hell, my husband can't even do that to me now, but how would you let somebody break you down to absolutely nothing? Mm-hmm. Like, where's your self-esteem? Where's your worth? And it wasn't until I walked that path where I didn't realize who I was and I couldn't, like, I couldn't tell you who I was. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized, okay, it's a lot easier to fall into that hole than it is to get yourself out. Wow. Especially when you don't have people around you telling you, hey, there is a brighter day on the other side, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't tell you that, you know, you allowed yourself to get there because you really didn't know no better. You were operating out of the, what you thought was love because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you wanted to love the evil out of him. You wanted to care for him because with this particular individual that came to mind, it was, well, you didn't have love anywhere else. And I seen something in you that you didn't see in yourself, so let me pour this love into you. So while I was trying to convince him that he's worthy of being loved, Mm -hmm. I gave him a lot of power that he didn't deserve. Mm -hmm. I gave him the ability to crush me. I gave him the ability to tell me my dreams were stupid. I gave him the ability to tell me that um, I wasn't beautiful. I wasn't worth it. I gave him the ability to cheat on me with multiple Mm -hmm. women and stayed there and was like, well, you're only human. I can love you through it. And the more love I gave him, the less love I gave myself. My God. And it was interesting. I'm sitting there thinking of this was a situation where it should have been just a friend. And again, the the human in me, the big heart in me was like, I can love him out of this. Oh, yeah. I, I, I believe in my love that I can fix this man. And we went from being friends, coworkers, to being in a relationship two years of my life that we were dating. I can't even say he took two years of my life because the depression and the anger I had the four years following, we dated for two years, but he took six years from my life. Wow. Six years that, thank God, I'm able to grow from and reflect from, 
But those are six years that I was like, yo, I was in a nasty place. And I can't remember, like, I'm sitting here honestly thinking of how you let a man cheat on you, mm. know it, mm. and be like, oh, well, okay, that's, that's typical. Knowing you wouldn't accept it from anybody else. Mm. Knowing your daddy never showed you him cheating on his mom. Mm. Knowing your daddy never showed you being disrespectful blatantly being disrespectful trying the living daylights out of you and like it was crazy i accepted things from him that i would never accept from other people i let this man become a whole father hmm. and abandon our relationship hmm. but then come back and made it seem like it was my fault like the cheating was my like the fact that there was so much blame put on myself I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So you get to the point where you're broken. You don't know who you are. The people, you can't trust anybody around you because it's very isolating. Like I said, the people you thought that would be praying for you were talking about you. And talking about you not because they wanted to find ways to encourage you, but talking about you because somehow you became a Tyler Perry movie to them. Mm -hmm. Like Lifetime had nothing on you. Mm -hmm. The fact that people, like I... I'm looking at myself now trying to figure out why did Lena a couple years ago let that man hit her in front of everybody wow. and thought it was cool mm -hmm. and thought it was okay. Like, oh, no, he's just angry. Like, ma'am, you didn't even make him angry. But I like I was so I didn't know my worth. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that that wasn't okay because my thing was I got into a relationship with him to get over somebody else that broke my heart. Mm. So it became this weird pattern, man. Wow. I spent years trying to like fix the void that I allowed him to create. And I'm saying I allowed him to create because I had to get to a point where I realized I did allow him to create that. Mm -hmm. I did give a lot of my power away. And he, although he was a jerk, I did open that door. And where I used to be upset about opening that door, I had to forgive myself and understand that I'm only human. Absolutely. And this experience shaped me. And I didn't go through it for myself. I went through it for somebody else. Uh, mm -hmm. And wow. again, so girl, let me, okay. So two years into the relationship and literally the reason this individual is no longer in the picture or our timeline stopped was because he had to go away to prison. Mm -hmm. That's how bad it got. Because I was dating somebody and I was dating for potential. I was dating based off looks. I was dating off of what felt good in my twisted mind. So he went away to prison and I was still, that bondage was strong, man. Because I was still trying to be ride or die. First of all, I'm not ride or die. I can't do that. Like I'm not bodying to, no, no I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> But the fact that I found myself still trying to support such an abusive and ugly man, you know how they say hurt people hurt people? Mm -hmm. He was hurt. And because I had the understanding that hurt people hurt people, mm -hmm. I really told myself, if I love him through this, we're good. But it had to be one day where, girl, I didn't drop sizes. I went from a size 12 to a size 5. Over the years, not realize I'm thinking, oh, girl, you looking sexy. There's no way. But I'm doing everything I can to get this man to like me. Like, you met me, I was full figure. What you mean I got to look like a puppet now? Right. But I wanted, like, it was never good enough for him. And I was trying to convince myself that I, if I can love someone like him and he can love me back, then I made it in the world. Mm 
mm. not realizing that was impossible. But he was locked up. And I remember one day crying over him. And I ran into an old friend. And God knows who to send your way. Listen. To tell you certain messages. Because mm-hmm. if it was just anybody that would ask me the this particular question, I would have been like, girl, leave me alone. <laughs> but he sent a dear friend of mine's. And, she, you know, she, she'd she be talking to the Lord. She came to me and she asked me, who am I? Wow. And in that moment, I didn't think nothing of it. Because I, I sure did bypass the question. I joked and we went out to eat and we did what we had to do. But when I got home and I actually thought of it, I think that's when the tears started. Because the girl she remembered was somebody... Even though I wasn't necessarily so confident in myself, I still knew who I was. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want. I knew what made me smile. I knew what made me happy. But in that moment, I couldn't even tell you. Because I, I would tell you, hey, I, I like the journal. And I like the color. And because I heard this man telling me I'm not the best writer. Mm-hmm. I'm not the greatest. Like, <laughs> Lena, you don't proofread nothing. Well, I know, but still. You don't proofread anything or you coloring your childish or even the passions that I have to just pour out to people. Why? Like, because he was hurting and he had so much negativity in him, I allowed myself to believe and see the world through his eyes. And it was dark, man. But this wasn't the, he wasn't spiritual at all. But like I said, this uh, individual asked me, who was I? I went home and I cried. And then what should have been just one night of crying ended up being nights of crying, like almost months of crying. And it got to the point where I was like, I can't, like, I don't like this pain. I don't like this pain. I'm looking, I'm trying to fill voids. I'm trying to like make this pain go away, but nothing was working. Let's be real. Smoking wasn't working. Laying up with random dudes wasn't working. Uh, drinking, first of all, uh, drinking wasn't working. <laughs> it was just making friends with the wrong people, trying to, piece together my life because I gave it in the hands of people who didn't really value me to begin with. Yeah. So I got to the point where I was like, I I can't with this pain anymore. I can't with the way I'm feeling. I I was accomplishing things. I was graduating. I was paying off stuff. I was doing all the things I wanted to do, but they didn't have that same feeling to me because I felt like something was missing. Couldn't pinpoint it. And I was too angry at God to even realize that maybe if I went back to him, a lot sooner we would have been good mm-hmm. but it I was running because I'm like God why would you allow me not saying that I'm perfect but how can you be a loving God and you allow me to go through this type of pain mm-hmm. like do you not understand I was just trying to love on one of your children right. do you not understand I was trying to love on other children like my friends and all these people at the church don't you not understand I was just trying to love on them but you allowed them to hurt me I, I can't trust you. I can't trust them and I can't trust you. Mm. So I'm operating almost like on auto, autopilot, man. Cause I wasn't intentionally doing anything. I was just waking up, going with the flow and I knew I was aching and I never addressed it. So it just grew. It grew and it got to the point where I was like, I, I can't God, like I have nothing to lose right now. And they keep talking about you being a good, good father. I don't see it. But what else do I have to lose? Because I did recognize that I, the God that I thought I believed in wasn't really a personal God for me. It was just the God everybody else was telling me about. Mm. Uh, went to church. So whatever the pastor said, God did for him. I was like, oh, yep, he did it for me too. But 
you didn't even go through all that like, no, mm-hmm. like chill i had to get to the point where i had to be honest with myself i had to reflect i had to forgive myself first absolutely i had to look at myself and tell myself like i wrote a letter to myself saying it's okay because wow. i where i can't speak i can write Mm-hmm. I can take napkins off of anywhere and write you a whole novel if I want to. It might have typos, but you just gonna have to mm-hmm. skip through the typos. It might be in a different language, but skip through all that. But I had to write myself a link, um, letter because I pictured my child, my daughter. What would I tell my daughter? Your future daughter, because we know we don't. I, no, my, like, my she, pregnant. I'm like, no, I'm she, like, I'm like, she got kids. No, my sorry, <laughs> my future. Fu- sorry, my future okay. daughter. I'm so sorry. I had to tell. My daughter, Chad. My future daughter. Um, all the things that I wish I heard. Mm-hmm. Especially in that moment. And what I, I never reread any of the stuff I write. But that particular letter I did write. Reread. And I cried. And that pain came back. And it was overwhelming. And I couldn't. Like I felt numb. Almost paralyzed. Like I can't do anything. And I won't do anything till this is fixed. So... Thank God I did have the church background because I was able to, like, question God. But, like, look, if you are real, this needs to happen. Like, mm-hmm. I need you to take this away from me. Like, now. Full surrender. Be- yeah. You had to get to a broken place. I had to. Because if not, God, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to continue to live my life like this because mm-hmm. this is hurting. Yo. Because not mm-hmm. only did he hurt me, but I kept making more decisions to fix the hurt that I never addressed in the first place. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. Mm-hmm. I have plenty more people hurting me. And every time I would see these people, I'd be stabbed all over again. Because you're mm-hmm. trying to fix it yourself. Yes. Right. yes. All you had to right. do was like, you know what? Right. Let me just give it to you, God. Right. But when I'm in a place where I don't trust anybody, that's hard. Mm-hmm. How do you trust somebody you can't see or something you can't see when everything you are seeing is telling you the opposite? Mm-hmm. You're seeing hate. You're seeing rejection. You're seeing insecurity. You're seeing you're not adequate. You're seeing, hey, you'll never be good enough. You're not sexy enough. You're not pretty enough. You have a whole list. You're seeing all this stuff, but no one's telling you you're worth it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if I would have heard you're worth it, it would have been a game changer. But I had to give myself that grace. Wow. The grace that I decided to give this individual and all these friends to continue that. to hurt me. I had to give myself that, but not only give it to myself, but understand that I'm worth it. Mm -hmm. Because if they were operating the way they were, and I felt like they were worth it, then I got to be worth it. Because at the end of the day, the little girl in me was still a sweetheart. Mm -hmm. The little girl in me was still a dreamer. The little girl in me still had a big heart, but I I allowed people to tell me about myself because I didn't know who I was. Because I figured, well, you spend time with me, so you're supposed to tell me who I am. But again, I got to get I had to get to a point where I started to tell myself all the things I needed to hear, but believe them. And then the moment I started trusting in what I believed in, I was able to go, okay. God, um, here I am. You know, I'm angry with you. Have it. Wow. Have all of this. Cuz obviously I wasn't doing good with Ooh, it. Oh, I'm about to cry. But I think I had to go to the point where I tried it. Like, I, I, it was intentional, man. The fact that I went through all these phases and I did all these things. Because I was like, I can fix this. I got this. I can't trust you fully with it, but I can trust myself with it. But when I realized, hey, that wasn't working either, it was like, what do you have to lose, Lena? What do you really have to lose? Worst case scenario is this God doesn't work out for you, but you've learned a little bit about yourself. At least you can walk away saying, I love myself a little bit more than I did a couple years ago. Mm. 
And I want to say it was easy, but girl, that's a whole lot. Because mm-hmm. it was a constant struggle back and forth for God because I had to keep reminding myself, give it to God. Give it to God. No, stop. Give that to God also. And it was a work in progress. And it wasn't until, like, I thought, hey, Lena, you trust yourself, so we've healed that part of you. And I really thought, oh, we good. But I think healing happens in phases and different seasons, expose different things about you. Oh, wow. And it wasn't until, like, I started dating my husband that I realized there were still parts of me that I never dealt with. And he brought it out of me because he became a mirror of who I was. Mm. The parts that I thought were healed and good, they were still broken. And how can I say I love this man with all this brokenness? So in the way he loved me and the way that I accepted God's love, I'm like, okay, we, we, we got to fix this, girl. We got we to gotta, we gotta have that conversation with ourselves. We got to stop ignoring. We got to stop denying. We have to have that conversation with ourselves. It's you. See how you add to the situation. Allow God to open your eyes. Be receptive to what God says and go from there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's how you got you got over it. Yeah. Having, be, trying to be as vulnerable. Because, listen, when you get to the point where you're abused and it's out there and people know, it's one thing where you're being abused in, in private, behind closed doors. But when it's exposed out there, it's like you're vulnerable. What else? Like you're naked. Mm-hmm. You're naked in front of all these people that took advantage of you. It's like constantly being raped. Not, no offense to anybody who's been sexually traumatized, but that's that feeling. Mm-hmm. That you're constantly being abused. And it's like, well, all you guys took advantage of me. I have nothing. Wow. So to surrender to God, it came from a place of what else do I have to lose? Yeah, probably everybody else, but yeah. I got used by everybody else. So I mean, I let you use. Might, might as well. Like, yeah. what's the worst that can happen mm-hmm. type mindset? And it was probably one of the best things I did. That moment, I had that ugh, moment. So good. Because, girl, I wouldn't be married now, child. So good. I wouldn't be married now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, oh, wow. That, that, that was... That was deep. That was deep. Go ahead, Angie. Wow. If I were to share my story of overcoming heartbreak, man, honestly, I would have to start. um, Ten years ago, my dad, I can literally remember it like it was yesterday. It was in December, um, right before Christmas. And my dad decided to walk out on my mother and I. And it was the most devastating moment of my life. Um, And even though I was, you know, I was older at that time, but still, you know, if we could be honest, a woman still needs her daddy. (laughs) Um, And it was around the time where I really needed my father. Um, So it was... It was, it was hard. It was hard um, because I would always question myself. Was it something that I did? Mm. Um, because I was daddy's girl, you know. Growing up, me and daddy were like best friends. My mom was jealous of our relationship. Um, that's how strong it was. So to watch him and to experience not having him in my life anymore was devastating to the point where I would always say, no, he's probably just going through a phase. I would make excuses. Mm -hmm. And 
it wasn't until going to funerals, a family funerals, and seeing him there, and he would not acknowledge me. Wow. wow. And that's when I knew, okay, this is it. He's mm-hmm. not coming back. Yeah. And I, I had that pain for years, for for so many years, that I carried that pain into relationships, and. I just remember being in a relationship with a guy and I remember him asking me, you know, he always saw me with my mother, but he would always ask me, you know, where's your dad? And I would tell him my situation. And of course he used that against me. Wow. Wow. And it's all right. It's okay okay and um i didn't know that it was affecting me until i was in a relationship with that guy Mm. that it wasn't necessarily a daddy issue that i had but it was loving who i was and accepting who i was and knowing my worth and knowing my value because my dad always showed me love, so I knew what it felt like for a physical man to love me. Yeah. But it was the fact that he left me, the, and the way that he left me caused me to not love myself anymore. Wow. So I would always allow another, when another man would come into my life, I would just allow him to treat me however and whenever. Mm-hmm. And this man treated me, mistreated me, cussed at me, abused me, did not treat me like a woman should be treated, yeah. it it broke me. Right. And I didn't even realize that I was walking around broken. Yeah. And as a worship leader, I was leading broken. Wow. I was telling people to lift up their hands, to have faith, and I wasn't even doing that for myself. Mm. And... Wow. I just want to encourage someone who's listening tonight Come or whenever, where, wherever you're listening not to allow that to happen in your life because words, it, 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 words are powerful. Yeah. And the fact that um, I was in relationships with men that would treat me like a scum of the earth or say that I was a scum of the earth made me believe that I was a scum of the earth. Oh my gosh. And I never saw that I was beautiful. I never saw that I was worth anything. So I would allow them to treat me like that because I saw my father walk out uh, of my life and treated me like that. Hmm. And I never healed from that. So I thought, so it was pretty much, I thought like, this is okay. This is the normal, you know, for a man to treat you like, okay, well, daddy left you. So, okay. A man's going to come and he's just going to leave too. let him have what he wants. And then he's just going to leave. So that's what I was doing. Like, honest, if I could be honest, that's what I was doing in my relationship. Mm -hmm. I was just accepting what he gave me. And then that was it or giving him what I had. And then that was it. I was walking around this world broken, empty, not knowing who I was. 
And um, I remember um, it was in April 2016, I asked God, am I supposed to be here? And the next day, I was involved in a car accident. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And this car accident, I knew it was for me. I knew it was God trying to speak to me because I wasn't the driver that night. And I was the one that got hurt. Wow. I was the one that doctors would say, you're lucky to even be breathing because we don't even know if you're going to be able to walk again, to even speak again. Because I could have been paralyzed neck down if my um, injury would have been worse. So I knew it was for me. I laid on that hospital bed and I said, you know what, this is for me. This is definitely for me. And it was God saying, Angela, you have to believe, you have to trust in me. You have to surrender. It is time to surrender. It is time for you to remove all of these insecurities about what you feel, what you see in yourself, and see that you are simply beautiful. And this is where Simply Beautiful came from. Mm -hmm. Because I, at that point, I did not know that I, I didn't believe that I was beautiful. Yeah. I heard the words. Like, people would always say, oh, my God, you're beautiful. You're so, so beautiful inside and out. But I didn't. I was just like, okay, cool. It just went one in, out the other. Yeah. I didn't fully believe in those words until he finally, liter- he forced me to surrender. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, he'll yeah. do that. He he'll for- do that. Like, I had no choice. I, I had to be on bed rest for months. I could not work. I lost my job. I had no car. I had no money, nothing. I was forced to stay still and listen to him, Mm -hmm. literally. And I went through it. I literally went through it. Um, He would show me things in relationships um, that I didn't see because it's funny that he had me still in that moment. But for some reason, you know, because we are human (laughs) and we live in the flesh I went back to these people yeah not even knowing that God was literally trying to remove me from these people but I went back yeah uh, because I am that loving person because I am that person that's you know ride or die and I'm just that's just who I am right and that's just who I am and I went back and he was still trying to show me signs through my sleep, showing me visions to remove myself. And I'm like, nah, nah, they're good people. They're, you know, I don't think this. I don't think that. Until finally, I got really ill. I remember that day. So It was a Sunday morning. I woke up, and I got so ill. My face was pale. And he said, this is your moment to walk away. I need you to walk away because if you don't walk away, Angela, you are going to die. Mm -hmm. You are literally, you're not going to have a second chance. You're not going to have that moment where you can tell your testimony. You are literally going to die. And I had to walk away. I had to walk away from people that I thought loved me. and, and, and And it's crazy because when I told them why I was leaving, when I was trying to explain to them why I wasn't, they didn't understand. That's when I knew I was supposed to leave yep. because they did not understand mm-hmm. my testimony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They didn't understand my story. Yep. They didn't even understand why I was leaving. Yeah. They just saw a benefit for them. Yeah. What it was going to, how it was going to hurt them. Yeah. So that's when I knew that I had to leave. And when I left, I left everything just to be alone with God. Yeah. I had to just sit by myself and just listen to what the father had to tell me and 
it was hard, y'all. It was hard. Um, See, isn't it isn't it so great where God will place you in situations where you can't rely on no one mm-hmm. else, yeah, mm-hmm. but, but him. him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can't if you can't get out of this situation, then I'll cause more harm yeah. to f- literally yeah. mm-hmm. grab you from this situation. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he just wants the glory. Yeah. Absolutely. And he wants yeah. to make sure that yeah. it's you know yeah. it's him. It's like yeah. he it knows wasn't on our own screen. Exactly. That guy yeah. knows what's best exactly. for us. Yeah. Exactly. And I had to I had to trust in him. And I remember I like literally all this was my verse for that whole entire year. <laughs> it was my verse that I walked. It was um Proverbs three verse five through six trust in the lord and lean not on your own understanding Mm -hmm. i literally had to like literally believe in that verse i literally had to believe in that verse that verse kept me breathing like i woke up literally reciting that verse every single day and when i had that moment i had literally prayed to god every day that he would allow me to not only forgive the people but also forgive myself. Yes, yes. yes. Yep, that's big. Because that's where literally the healing was going to take place. Take place. Mm-hmm. I had to heal myself. Yeah. And not only did I end up healing the people that had hurt me, I ended up healing. I ended up forgiving my my father for what he had did because wow. you know the Bible says that they don't know what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had to forgive him, and then I had to forgive myself for uh for just going through that. Yeah. And not trusting God. Because yeah. I, I, I went through that season where, just like you said earlier, yeah. that you were cussing God. I was in it. Like, yeah. me and God was fighting every toe day. Toe to toe. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. And, um, you book. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also had to get back to that place where I could pray and worship again. Because yeah. I had left the church. I had walked, literally walked away from it. I didn't want to go to church anymore. Yeah. I didn't believe in this God that we were always talking about anymore. Because yeah. it was just, it was just too much. Mm. It was just too much. So I had to go to that place and just, just surrender. Yeah. Just fully surrender to God. And I remember um, when I became a worship leader again, when I went back to church and um, God had put a pastor uh, to be ahead of me. And I said, you know what, can I take a moment off? And he said, yeah, take, take all the time you want. And I remember saying, you know what, I need to sit, sit with somebody to actually talk about it with somebody. Cause it's one thing when you're sitting by yourself to talk to God, yeah. but it's another, if you're just, cause sometimes you got to hear what, what you're saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. You got to right. process it. You got to hear it. You Correct. know what I mean? So I had to sit with a therapist. I had to sit with a therapist to, to just release everything out. Just, just vent. I needed somebody to just talk to that would, that would not judge me, that would not say anything, that would just listen. Because sometimes you just need somebody that's just going to listen, listen yep. yes, and not talk over you. And that's when I, I noticed the root of the problem was when my father had left me. Yeah. Wow. And that was what the dom- it just caused the domino effect of all the hurt that I had felt. It caused that, and that was how I was able to overcome my heartbreak. My God. By prayer, by talking, even talking to my pastor about it, even talking to, you know, you guys about it. It was just, it was just, it was just a healing process. It was a process. It's It's not going to happen overnight. Of course, of course. It's definitely not going to happen. And and that's what I had to do. I had to cry myself to sleep about it. You know, there were times where I thought it was never going to end or, but it was just something that I had to do. Yeah. 
Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm not even going through a heartbreak no more when I'm healed. <laughs> wow. Oh man, thank you guys so much. This was this was so. Come on, ministers. Child. Y'all better minister. And you know what's so great? It, it's it's amazing how we will we will go through the most horrific situations in our lives. And the crazy thing is, it's like. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's not. This is going to save somebody else. else. Yeah. This is yeah. bigger yeah. than me. Yeah. You know, so th- it, this is why it's so important for us to not regret certain things. Yeah. Be- because, you know, um, we have to be able to accept that, you know, our biggest lessons is going to come Directly. from suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so we have to be able to know, that, you know what, God, this is a lesson. Mm-hmm. You're teaching me something. I'm going to embrace it. Yeah. I'm going to trust you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm going to, whatever it is that you need me to do with this information, yeah. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. thank you guys so much for being <laughs> here. Like, I'm about to cry once I, you know, get off this bike. <laughs> this was all. Oh, thank you guys so much. And I pray that um, whoever is listening um, is blessed by this. Um, I pray that you are able to relate to one of these women and I pray that this is the beginning of your breakthrough, yeah. you know, and you, you can sit here and listen to us all day, every day, but seek God first. Yeah. Um, allow him to take over your heart, give it to him, surrender. And when you are giving it to him, believe that he will get you out of this situation. Definitely. You know, so thank you so much. I love you for listening. I promise the next thing we talk about, I ain't gonna make y'all cry. Okay, we're we gonna be Please real try. ghetto, we're gonna be real ratchet. Okay, <laughs> so I appreciate you guys, and I look forward to speaking to you next week. Have a great day.